Amen. What, what a great time of year that we're entering into. You know, I know it's been a little bit windy, but man, the parking lot sure looked a lot better today. All the stuff's gone. and You know, thought the, thought the crew had been out there working all night. Come to find out, nope, that was just the wind. But it's just an awesome time of year, and and today, you know, is our is our one day offering, and we're we're gonna bless nations and participate in amazing things, and and uh, and you know, and and don't I don't want you to think that the message today is coming after your money. We came prepared to give. Okay, so so if it, if you didn't, don't worry about it. Ain't no big deal. Uh, but you you can do it later if you want or not. You just do whatever you want. But the reality is is that we get into the season and and it's all about giving. You know, we got Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas presents. Todd, don't miss me this year. Okay, uh, we we got uh, it's just a just an awesome time of the year and so many opportunities to to bring Christ right into the conversation. Because everybody's kind of, you know, kind of starting to engage in it. You know, people who don't believe in God are selling, celebrating the birth of our Savior. It's <laughs> awesome. I just love that. And, and, and you know, and don't, uh, we want to encourage you not to go around. Don't be looking for somebody to tell them what's wrong with them. But find somebody and tell them the difference that God's made in your life. You know, because you can really make a difference sometimes. You know, man, I just love this season. Why? Well, do you, let me tell you how much better I sleep since I come to serve God. Let me tell you how much stronger my marriage is. Let, let, and just share your story, you know, just be a witness, share your side of the story and, and, and just let the world know how good God is. How many of you could testify today and say, you know, come to think of it, God really did lift me out. Hold your hand up, keep it up, let people look around the room, check it out. You know, he really has, he, isn't that awesome? I mean, he really has made a difference in our life. And, and the reality is, is that uh, once you get to think about it and you, and you, and you consider how good God is, what, what an awesome thing to be able to share with people that God has done wonderful things. We are one happy people. So, you know, to take one day's wages and make it above and beyond our tithe, it almost, to be honest with you, it almost seems, when you stop and think about it, it almost seems like, man, that's cheap. You know, because I, I, I start thinking about how good God's been to me and how blessed my life is. And, uh, you know, man, got a beautiful wife who loves me. Wonderful children serving God. Yeah, Stephen wants to take a bow. That's right, wonderful. Can I tell you this morning that my wife said for the first time in about nine years, it's hot in here. And I thought, we're having breakthrough. (laughs) Hallelujah. But, you know, this, this... this season and this day, can, can, I, can I just say, we want to be known as a generous people. We just want to be a generous people, amen? And, and in order to be known as a generous people, you know what that means? That means we're going to have to be generous. Come on, somebody. Look, look at somebody close to you and say, you look generous. Okay. Uh, and so, but, but we want to do it, we want to do it the right way. Come on, we want to do it the right way. You, you know, I, I do want to tell you that you're not called by God to meet every need. You know, there's no way that we can meet every need. A lot of times needs present themselves. And, 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 you know, I think sometimes God uses those to grow you so that you'll trust him because he tells you not to get involved. And, and, uh, uh, because it's not, that one's not yours, you know. And sometimes it's, uh, but it's just difficult to know. But we just want to be, we want to be people who know how to do God life God's way. 
And, and, and this morning, I, I want us to just take a look at that for just a minute and, and just use the Bible to define the life that we're going to live. And, you know, Paul wrote uh, several letters to different churches, and we got them in the Bible. You know, the church at Corinth, and that's where you get first, second Corinthians, and, and uh, the church at Ephesus, that's where we get Ephesians. And, uh, but he also wrote some letters to, to pastors, and I want us to start off by looking at a letter he wrote to a pastor in First Timothy chapter 6, starting at verse 17. He wrote this to a pastor, so he was giving him instruction uh, towards the people. This is a church that he had planted. And he said, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant. Command those who are rich in this present world. I know what a lot of people thought right there is, wow, this one's not for me. If you live in America, you are in the top 5% of the world's wealthiest people. You, you act like that depressed you. Uh, well, because it does kind of rob you of your ability to complain, doesn't it? I mean, what is somebody who's in the top 5%? What, what right do they have to sit around and complain about stuff? Well, the reality is, is that we are blessed, man. Okay? And, and, and so really, this is to us. He said, command those who are rich in this world, don't be arrogant or put your hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. How many of you have seen that lately? Huh? Uh, you know, uh, don't, don't put your hope in there, but put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. If you don't get anything else today, get this in your spirit. Write it down, tattoo it to your flesh. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. We have a generous God. We serve a generous God. And he said, verse 18, command them to do good. It, can I just tell you, uh, and I can't, I got I to gotta guard myself, can't spend a lot of time here, I want to, but it, it, doing good is a commandment. I thought we were free from the law. We'll have that discussion later. I don't know, you know, being free from the law, I don't know what you're going to do with the 1,050 commandments in the New Testament. Command them to do good. Command them to be rich in good deeds. Command them to be generous. Everybody say generous. generous. Oh, come on, say Generous. Some of you are afraid to even say it. It's like, man, I don't know, you're coming after my money. No, I'm coming after your spirit. Command them to be generous and to be willing to share. Check it out. In this way, in this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. Talking about heaven. Eternity. In this way, they'll take hold of the life that is truly life. And that's what we want. We, we don't want to just live a life. We want to live life. John 10, 10, Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. It's a different word than inhaling and exhaling. That word in the Greek is zoe, Z-O-E. It's life like God has it. More life than death. More peace than chaos. More hope than despair. More provision than lack. More, more healing than sickness. Oh, come on, guys. You know, more, how many are thankful we got more healing than sickness? Man, you know, just a couple of days ago, just has it been a week yet on a Friday when Diane had her, uh, her, her heart episode and they, they took him in and, and the doctor came out and I was with the family and the doctor came out and he, and he told him and he kept repeating himself that her quality of life for the future, mm -mm. Her quality of life. And they'd say, well, can we work on that heart thing? And he said, you're not hearing me. Her quality of life, the quality of life for her future. And he kept telling him and telling him and telling him and and, uh, but he didn't realize that they, they realized that we have more health than sickness. 
And, 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 and finally, the, you know, a little while later, they, they said, okay, we'll take her down to the cath lab, got an opening, we'll put her in. And, and, and he came out after that, and, and he was kind of shook up because she had been flopping around on the table, and he had to sedate her. And people go, oh, and he goes, no, that's a good thing. I didn't think she'd ever move again. And, 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 and you know, and, but still kind of leaning towards that quality of life thing. We're just we're really uncertain because, you know, for 45 minutes, she was on the table in, in, in the ER with us attempting to resuscitate her. And so oxygen to the brain, you know, that's a real issue, and, and uh, uh, we're, we're really concerned about that. When, when she called me the other day, she didn't mention that at all. Um, they sent me a video this morning of her going down the hall with, with uh, uh, the nurse, you know, the therapy guy saying, slow down. So uh, how many are glad we, we have more health than sickness? Well, that's the real life. That's, that's the real life. And, and see, what we want to do, we want to get a hold of that real life, and we want to have a revelation that our generosity affects eternity. I'm, I'm talking about eternity. You know, I, I can guarantee you that someday, some of you guys, you know, in heaven, you know, these people are going to come up to you, and there's going to be like a big old honking family. And, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you need a definition of big old honking family, talk to, talk to uh, the Steffens. There was like 47 of them there the other day. And big old honking family. And a family like that's going to stop you in heaven, and they're going to come up and say, hey, we just want to shake your hand. We just wanted to, to meet you and tell you thank you. And you're going to say, okay, for what? And they're going to say, well, we're here because of your generosity. Because, you know, you did something that caused something else to happen that touched something else. And, and, and that guy, he shared with us a story. It changed our heart. We come to know Jesus 75 years after you went on to be with the Lord. Your generosity impacts eternity. Look at somebody and tell them eternity's at stake. You know, I, I love what John Bunyan said. He, he had, uh, found a quote by John Bunyan. It says, you have not lived today until you have done something for someone who could never repay you. He said, you're not even living until you've done something for somebody who can't repay you. We'll never really know what life is all about until we're impacting the lives of others. Man, what an awesome opportunity to be used of God to impact the lives of others. Generosity and being a giver and living to give, this is so huge to the heart of God. It's huge. Uh, you know, well, no, I, I think believe, believe is the thing. You, you know, the word believe in the Bible, it, it, it's a big word. It's used 272 times. Pray, it's, that's got to be, that's got to be really huge, right? Praise in the Bible. It's 371 times it's been used in the Bible. Love, love has got to be a biggie. Look at your neighbor say it's all about love. Uh, 714 times the word love's used. But the word give is used 2,161 times in the Bible. You just divide that up by 24 hours and you get busy. Okay. Or give 2,161 times. Give is like the verb of the Bible. You know, uh, the subject of the book is God. The object is us. But God so loved the world that he gave. And if you're going to be... Uh, you know, if you're going to be anything like God, if you're going to be God-like in any way, shape, or form, you're going to have to learn to be generous because we've been pursued by an incredibly generous God. And if we become the seed of that generosity, you can't help but become generous yourself. 
you know, just think about it. Just a couple of the uses of, uh, out of the 2,161 times. Check this one out. Psalms 37, 21. The wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. How many want to be godly? <laughs> Not near as many hands right now. That's funny. Uh, the godly are generous givers. Look at it in Amplified. The wicked borrow and pay not again, for they may be unable. But the righteous deal kindly and give, for they are able. They are able. You know, years ago, it's, and, and, and I mean, it's been a while. Uh, we didn't have kids. Uh, Shelby and I, you know, I'd been preaching somewhere, and, and uh, we had gone someplace, and we were headed home, and and uh, we were going through Portland. It was, it was really late at night, and we got off the highway, and we're driving around looking for a place to eat because we're hungry. And, and, uh, and I kept driving past all these Denny's restaurants because they seemed to be the only thing open, and I don't like Denny's, and so we're, we just keep going. And finally, we pulled into a Denny's, and, uh, and I had a little bit of an attitude because I really, I mean, and if you love Denny's, enjoy it. I don't know how, but try. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, now I've kind of changed a little bit since then, but I just, it was not, it's just not my groove. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't like Denny's and we're sitting in Denny's and, and I got an attitude and we're having a, a meal. And of course they didn't have anything I wanted. And, and, uh, and, and right in the middle of Denny's, God starts talking to me. You ever had God talk to you? You know, and I'm thinking, talk to Shelby. I'm in Denny's. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, 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 you know, a couple of tables over and away from us, there was, a, there was an elderly couple, and, and they were sitting there, and they were kind of cool to watch because you could tell they'd been together a long time. They really loved each other. And, 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 but God said, I, 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 want, I want you to pay for their meal. And I'm like, we're at Denny's, man. You know, we're at Denny's. And, 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 uh, and it was a little confusing because we had to be very careful at that point how much we were spending on our own meal because we barely had enough money to pay our bill and, and to leave a tip. And I mean, that, and that's all we had, and we had already ordered. And now you're asking me to pay for theirs, and you know I don't hardly have enough to pay for mine, and I just don't get it. And all through my meal at Denny's, I mean, it wasn't good to begin with, but it was horrible by the time we were done because God was dealing with me the whole time. Yeah, I want you, you know, you're, you're supposed to be buying their meal, and, and and they got up and walked out, paid their own bill, and walked out, and I went, "Thank you, Jesus." And I did not feel any better at all. I felt worse. And finally, you know, I had to, you know, have this conversation with God after we, I think it was even after we got out of Denny's and Shelby went back to sleep because we were in a car. And, um, and going down the road and just not able to grasp, God, why would you ask me something I couldn't do? And, and you know, and, and he said, you know, the issue is uh, not that you didn't have the money to, to, pay, to, to do it. The issue is, is that you're unwilling you were unwilling to do it. That's the issue I want to talk to you about. You were unwilling. And I said, well, God, wait, wait a minute. Unwilling? I, I was unable. And he said, it. when you learn to be willing, I'll make sure you're always able. And, and you know, the, the deal is, is that there's a lot of times you can't afford to obey God. And it's not because you're, uh, you know, all the stuff you think it is. It's because you've been unwilling to obey him. So now you're unable to do it. And if you'd like to be made able... Learn to be generous. Just learn to be generous. Check this out. Uh, and don't get, don't get all skeptical. Don't, don't think, oh, man, this, uh, I know what he's up to. He's trying to up that offering. No, I'm not. Because we came prepared to give. Right? We, we came prepared. Uh, don't get, just check, the, check it out. Proverbs eleven twenty five. A generous person will prosper. And whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. 
That's what we want for you. We want your life to be watered. I think some of your, some of your translations say, if you water one, that God will, God will water you. Ephesians 6, 8, you'll have to look it up later. It says, what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. See, this, this is what we want for you, you know, is for you to have a life that is flourishing in every arena, that you are just, just overwhelmed by the goodness of God. You know, so you can just realize that, uh, you know, we're not here trying to get your money. We operate by the principle of margin anyways. We're not actually in need of your money today. Man, it's quiet in here. Well, if you don't need my money, then why in the world would I give it? Because you're generous, stupid. We're going to do, do things for God we couldn't possibly afford. Because he's calling us to it and he's going to supply. But what we need is for you to embrace the lifestyle that God's called us to and commanded us to live. We don't give to get stuff. We give because of what God's given to us. Amen? And, and uh, you know, Paul, and he's writing all of these letters and he's planting churches and he was a church planter, but he loved the mother church in Jerusalem. And, and uh, he was taking an, up an offering to take back to the, the mother church and he's writing all these churches. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, he's writing to the Corinthians and he says, now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. That word grace there, by the way, is it, it means a gift of an internal ability that wells up on the inside and empowers you to accomplish. He said, there's something that has occurred in the Macedonian church and it's, it's risen up on the inside of them and, and they've been empowered. Look at this, verse two, in the midst of very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. And he's kind of provoking, you know, the Corinthian church and, and throwing in a little bit of competition here. He's wanting to stir them up a little bit. And he said, look what happened. Generosity welled up on the inside of them. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own. He was saying, man, these guys are amazing. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. He basically saying, you know, we were giving them a pass because they're the poorest church we've ever planted. You should see their need. But they argued with us and they said, there's no way you're going to rip from our grip the opportunity that we have to participate in this offering. And then they, they exceeded our expectation. Look at verse 5. They exceeded our expert, expectation. And look what they did. They gave themselves, first of all, to the Lord. And then by the will of God, also to us. Get this revelation, you get it all. Generosity is not all about money. They gave of themselves. This is a characteristic of a particular lifestyle. See, God sent Jesus, and Jesus brought you life, and it's not another level of your life. It's a different lifestyle altogether that we've been called into. And when you've got it, everywhere you go, you're a giver. You're giving encouragement. You're giving hugs. You're sending encouraging texts. You're not whining, not backbiting, not gossip. You're giving encouraging texts. You're thinking generous. You're planning generous. You engage in generosity. You give of your time. You give of your passion. You don't hold back. You give your life. They gave themselves. And that's where I think we ought to strive to get is to where, you know what, we just give of ourselves. Look at verse 6. We urge Titus, just as he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. We're sending Titus back to pick up this offering. Since you excel in everything, 
in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love that we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace. He said, man, you guys, these guys were rocking it, but I want you to jack it up a little bit. You guys, you guys are awesome in every realm. Let's make sure that you guys excel in all of it, including this. You know, Shelby and I just uh, yesterday, right before church, about an hour before church, we got home. We'd been uh, off in uh, Puyallup at a, at, a, at a meeting with a bunch of different churches on an event for Nepal. And, and I love those guys, and they're awesome, but I can't tell you how, how blessed we are to be here. Because you guys rock. Man, I'm just telling you, you guys rock. You know, we're hanging out with a bunch of their folks, and they're nice folks and all that, but there's a different attitude. And, and, and I thank God for what he's doing in you. And, and I just want to tell you, man, since, since, you know, this sounds kind of bold, but since we excel in so much, let's excel in this too. Huh? Let's excel in this too. And look at what he said in verse 8. And it's not that I'm commanding you, but I want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that through your poverty he might become that you might become rich. He said, you know, I, I, what I want us to do is check the motivation behind the giving and let's do it right. Jesus was our example. And he emptied himself of the wealth that he had and gave himself to make the lives of others better. That's what we want to be about. We want to be a people who are willing to empty ourselves to make the lives of others better. Just do the same as he did. If you look at verse 10, he said, here's my judgment about what is best for you in this matter. Last year, you were the first not only to give, but also to have the desire to do so. So now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it might be matched by your completion of it according to your means. For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable. And it's according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. So what he's saying is, is that it's not the size of the gift that you're going to give, but it's the size of the compassion inside of you. It's your heart that God's looking at. If the, if the willingness is there, if the willingness is there, that's what we want to get, where we're just willing to do anything God asks us to do. Amen? And I already told you that you're not called to meet every need. But if the willingness is there when you give the gift, all of a sudden that's what makes the gift acceptable. It's not the size of the gift that makes it acceptable. It's the willingness of your heart. Somebody say amen. amen. If you get your heart right, God's happy. So he's going to be checking out your heart. Let's be the heart rights. Some of the older people are going, I remember that show. Okay, the heart rights. There's some stuff that stands out in these verses. I want us to look at it because it kind of describes how to do it right. And this is how we're going to do it. Okay. And this is just how we're going to live generosity. And so number one, he said, you know, give joyfully, give, let's have fun doing it. Goodness, man, you guys, you got an extra hour of sleep. Did that hurt you? What's happening with you? Let's have some fun. Come on, you ought to be enjoying church right now. Come on, give Jesus one more praise this morning. You know, it, it's all about having fun. When you, when you take your no-string card out and, and, and you go hunting for an opportunity, have some fun. You know, get down on your hands and knees and crawl around behind the counter where people can't see you and pop up your slide it in before they notice and get out and then, then go hide and watch and see what happens. 
have some fun. The other night, uh, you, you know, uh, Pastor's Appreciation Month last month. Thank you, by the way. You guys are awesome. A lot of, a lot of cards and encouragement and, and gifts. and it, it was awesome. Somebody gave us a, a, a $50 gift card to Outback. And so we had had a pretty busy day one day. And so uh, on the way home, when we were talking about what are we going to do for dinner, and I just called the house and said, get everybody ready, get in the car. We're going to Outback. Oh, it's way better than Denny's. My God. And uh, going out back. And, and so uh, uh, we head down and, and we, we're, you know, and as they bring us in and set us at our table and, and you know, there's some people close to us. And, 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 and as we're sliding in, uh, and I just tell you right now that every once in a while I like to eavesdrop. So if you're ever in the restaurant and I'm there, you better shut up. Okay, because it'll become a sermon illustration. But um, I, I'm sliding in. And right as, I, right as I'm sliding into our boot, you know, the table behind us, uh, someone at the table says, well, that's just a bunch of that crap they teach you down there at that church you go to. And I'm thinking, I'm listening to this. <laughs> Hurry up, get in here and be quiet. Everybody be quiet. <laughs> you know, and and uh, I want to hear this story. And, and you know, and they're, they're, you know, they're kind of going at it. And, they're, and they're, they're having a debate. And this one person at the table is really, you know, obviously not a big fan of, of church. And she just kept, t- and, and they made this statement, you know, something like this. She said, uh, 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 you know, when you come to church, they tell you right when you get there, you, that you come in, you're already, you're already a loser. Wow, okay, you're already a loser. Uh, you're broken, you're broken, and, and, and you're needy, and, and then they have the system, it's like a, like a, like a pyramid system, that if, if, if you do this, you'll get that, and then if you do this, you get that, and, there, and there's all these hoops and all this stuff, and you've got to make that happen, and I'm thinking, no strings attached card, no strings attached card. So we find the card, and I hand it to Evan, and I'm like, act like you go in the bathroom and slide around and find a waiter, you know, and he does his, his you know, the thing, and he comes back, and he's like, <laughs> they're going to give it to him, they're going to you know, have some fun with this thing. They continue their debate, and about the time they're ready to go, so the waiter comes up to the table, and, and a hush comes over ours, <laughs> and, 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 uh, and they've just been, I mean, and they've been talking nonstop this entire time, it's awesome, and, uh, uh, and the waiter comes to the table, and they say, uh, someone in the restaurant has sent you a gift. And that's what it sounded like at their table, too. I mean, I, it was the first point in their conversation that reminded me anything of church. Um, right there. Okay. Zing. Okay. And, uh, uh, and they said, what? And they said, he repeated it. He said, someone in the restaurant has sent you a gift. What is it? He said, well, it's a gift card. There's $50 on here. You can use it towards your mail. And they wanted me to give you this too. And they're going, do we know somebody here? <laughs> that's really what it sounded like. It's the first time I couldn't understand everything. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, the gentleman there, he starts laughing. And he's laughing. And, and, and what's so funny? He goes, did you read the card? Do you see what it says on the card? No strings attached, just like God's love. And she says, I think you're conspiring against me. And I'm thinking, we're having some fun tonight. You know, have fun giving. Somebody say amen. You know, you get ready to leave a tip. I love the picture that we took. That's actually a picture that somebody in the church gave a big old honking tip and left the card. You know, have some fun using it. See, 
you got to understand that we're not talking about just the one day offering or bringing your offerings to the church. No, get out there and have some fun being generous. You know that guy that lives down the street that don't like you? Mow his stinking yard and leave him a card. And don't let him know it was you. Look at somebody say, it's time for you to have some fun. Come on, let's just be enjoying this life that God's called us to. You know, they quote Jesus in Acts uh, 20, 35, and Jesus makes this statement, and they quote it. It says, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. It is more blessed to give. You know what that word blessed there means? Happy. You're happier if you give than you are when you receive. And you know how happy you get when you receive something. Come on, don't lie. It doesn't say that it ain't no fun to receive. It's fun to receive. But it's funner to be on the giving end. Right? And you might as well know that a lot of the stuff you gave us, we giving it away. We enjoyed receiving it. We're going to have some fun giving it too. Hello, somebody. 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly, not under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Cheerful, that word cheerful. It's actually the Greek word hilarious. Guess what that means? It's like you're on crack. <laughs> okay, give. Be a hilarious giver. Look at Proverbs 21, 26. Some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. The godly love to give. They live to give. You know, if, if you want to back this up a little bit, do a Google search and, and, and uh, uh, check out Hardwired Forgiving. It's an article that was written, and, and they're talking about uh, s- some issues there regarding uh, giving because, you know, uh, Darwin believed in the, the survival of the fittest, and everybody is human nature to look out for number one. And what they can't figure out is why some people are just so generous. It's a great article. They found through doctor's study that there are chemicals that are released in the brain that give off the sense of pleasure whenever you do something nice for somebody else. There's something in your brain that releases a chemical that make you feel better. You don't need to smoke a joint. You need to give something. Because you were made in the likeness of God. You're like him. I can just almost picture God walking around, you know, as, you know, as, as people are being created. And he said, you know, before you were formed in the womb, and he's got like this stuff, and he just goes, put it right. <laughs> Getting you ready to experience the joy of giving that he knows all about. We want to we wanna, we wanna be joyful givers. Second, we want to give selflessly. They gave of themselves. In verse 5, 2 Corinthians 8, they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves. Man, I got to tell you, you, you know, we, we just want you to love being generous and, and to know that every time you give something, you're actually giving a little piece of yourself. And I think that we'd all agree that's what's so awesome about Christ. He gave of himself to save us, to deliver us, to redeem us, to bring us into fulfillment. He gave of 
himself. All of 2 Corinthians chapters 8 and 9, it's all, that's what it's all about. Read it later. But the last verse in chapter 9 says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. What a blessed people we are that we have received this indescribable gift. You do realize that everybody in the room has been impacted by the generosity of others. Everybody. You know, when, when you were getting guidance today, right, as you pulled into the parking lot, and, and there's the team out there, and they, and they lucky suckers, they get, to, they get to direct the traffic. Some of you guys ignore them. Knock it off. They're helping you, and they're helping Well, I, I don't want to park that far away. Have you ever wondered why myself and, 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 our, and the team park at the other end? Well, don't you have the right to park up front? I have the right to open up them two doors, drive my car in here, and drop my lazy butt off right here at the platform. Why, why do you park so far? Because we're making room for guests. Some of you are just too lazy. You know, you go to the mall, and you start praying, give me a good parking spot. I know why you're laughing, because you do this. I've heard your testimonies of how God blessed you with a good parking spot. Sometime you ought to leave the good one as a gift. Okay, I'll stand back over here by the bulletproof thing. Okay. We've all, we're all, when you dropped your kids off, a kid connection. So you could come in and enjoy the service because somebody gave of themselves. You know, the generosity of others. When you so freely received water and coffee this morning. Because somebody gave of themselves for the betterment of your life. People, every one of us have been impacted by the generosity of others. Some of you guys are sitting in chairs. You had no participation in purchasing. Why? Because somebody gave of themselves. Somebody gave of themselves. Aren't, aren't you glad that they made the decision to do that? They said, you know what, I, 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 can, I can do that so that you can go to church and, and, and have a service where, where you can co- just concentrate and enjoy the presence of God. Aren't you glad they did that? I mean, wh- have you ever wondered what would have happened if they said, I don't do that stuff? You know, the water team said, I don't do water. You know, it's, it's old. But it bears repeating. It fits really good right here. What if Noah said, I don't do boats? Build your house. But I'm not going to build a boat. What if David said, I don't do giants? Bring me little people. I'll kill as many as you want. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing giants. <laughs> what if Mary said, I, I don't do virgin births? We've got to be messed up. What if Paul said, I don't do letters? Aren't you glad? That the team that launched the church didn't say, we don't do church plants? Aren't you glad Jesus didn't say, I don't do crosses? There's a lot of stuff that some of you folks don't do. And you don't, and you, but you see, you're thinking too small. It's just about you. So glad that somebody decided, why not? Amen. Uh, number three, let's give willingly. Let's give willingly. The, verse 12 says, for if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable. Willingly. Can I just tell you something? The only reason I'm giving is because I want to. 
You know, if you feel like you have to give, don't do it. I get this question asked a lot. Do I have to? Do I have to tithe? Do I have to serve? Do I have to be in two services on one weekend? Let me be the first to tell you, if you haven't heard it yet, you don't have to do nothing. You don't, you know, we actually think that you ought to work one, worship one, to give of yourself instead of just coming just because it's convenient for you. Do you have to? You don't have to do nothing. I want to be real clear. You don't have to do anything. I'm going to tell you right now, you don't have to tithe. I don't want you to tie them because if you don't, you're going to wither up and dry up. I want you to tie them because, man, I love God. We're way beyond the have to. We've stepped into the get to. Amen. You know, you know, when we were rushing around to get back for the weekend, it's not because we had to. It's because we get to be here and be a part of what God's doing in the house. Man, it's not an external obligation. It's an internal delight that we get to participate in. We get to. Somebody say Amen. We're not giving ourselves uh, out of an obligation, but we're celebrating the privilege to be a part. So we're going to give joyfully, selflessly, willingly. Number four, we're going to give thankfully. Aren't you thankful for what God's done in your life? You know, every time, every time you give, it's an act of worship. Every time. And it ought to be the loudest part. You know, it ought to be the biggest part of your worship is, is this is the way I give. You know, I'm thankful that, that God has saved me. I'm thankful that God's delivered me. I'm thankful that God's redeemed me. I'm thankful. It's in Exodus 13 or 14, somewhere in there. You can find it. But it's the time of sacrifices. And he, and he said to, to the fathers, he said, when your kids come and they ask you, why do we do this? I want you to tell them there was a time when we didn't live with this freedom that you know. There was a time that we were in bondage. There was a time that our backs were beaten. There was a time. Can I just tell you today, there was a time that that I didn't have the relationship with God that I have today. There was a time that I wasn't as nearly as nice as I am now. My life has been changed. And I'm thankful for what God's done in my life. There was a time that, that you weren't where you are right now. And you ought to be thankful. You know, anything you got to give is his already. Our life is his. My wife is his. My kids are his. My house is his. Be thankful. Somebody say amen. Number five, real quick. We, we need to give intentionally. Don't be ra- random. Add intention to everything that you're doing. Tie it back to God. Give with great intention. That's one of the reasons that, you know, we get some great videos. They really are great uh, that we could use for uh, the one day offering. And I don't like to use them very much because I don't want you to give them because you saw the pictures of the kids that are, that are hungry. And I, I don't want you to give them because you saw the, the, the crusade, uh, you know, somewhere in, in 15,000 people respond. I want you giving because you intended to just walk in great obedience to God. Don't, I, I don't want it to feel like uh, we've, twisted something or manipulated our emotions. We want to equip our mind so that we can walk in obedience. And the Bible says, make up your own mind how much you're going to give. Don't give reluctantly, but give intentionally. Be generous on purpose because our eternity and the eternity of someone else is going to be impacted by it. And it's going to connect us to the life that God's called us to be connected to. Amen? Amen. So this is how we're going to do it. 
this is how we're going to do it. In a couple of minutes, we're going to, we're going to receive the tithe and offering and we're going to uh, give, you know, put our one day offering in there and, you know, do we need to take three? No, we ain't taking three offerings. We're just doing one. And just mark it, you know, if you're writing a check, just put it on the check. But before we do that, some of you guys, you need to understand that what you need to give, your first act of giving needs to be your life. Man, I just, need to, I just need to give my life to Jesus. I haven't actually received that indescribable gift. I'm not living God life. I'm living my life. And I'm ready today to make a commitment to Jesus. And so before we go any farther, I just want you to bow your head and close your eyes and, and ask a couple questions. We're going to pray a prayer before we leave here.